Hey guys, Paul Riddick here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to talk about a super emotionally charged issue for dads, and that's how to ask your son's coach for more playing time. So this is, like I said, super emotionally charged. Um, very tricky to do, very easy to screw up, um, very sensitive issue. Do it the wrong way, and you can kind of be labeled as a crazy baseball dad. Um, do it the right way, and you can actually give your son the best chance to maximize his playing time. So what we're going to do in this episode, I'm going to walk you through an actual communication, a back-and-forth communication that you can uh, use with your son's coach to help you um, really, uh, number one, not look like a crazy baseball dad, like not screw it up for him. Number two, uh, we'll give you an open, honest relationship with this coach that probably most fathers will never know how to communicate. There's not many people who really know how to do this. And number three is going to give your son the best chance of playing time. So we're going to get into that in a second. Um, before we do that, uh, you guys uh, send in so many questions and I love getting your questions. And email is the worst way for us to to uh, communicate. Um, I love getting your emails, but quite honestly, it would be much easier for me to pick up the phone, talk to you for like five or 10 minutes and answer your question. This way I know like your question's fully answered and not just kind of an email exchange back and forth, which which is really not efficient for a great dialogue. So what we've done is we set up a way that you and I can talk. Uh, no strings attached, no funny business. Um, I know there's some other people kind of doing this kind of stuff with an agenda. There's no agenda to this. It's really just our way of communicating uh, with you, reaching out to you and, and just connecting with the Baseball Dads podcast audience, which has been awesome. And we are so grateful for you. So go to 567dad.com. There's a video there. There's a big green button. You click on that button. It will take you to my scheduler where you can see what times I've got open. And uh, you can schedule a time for us to talk. And anything's on the table. You want to talk about pitching. You want to talk about dad issues. You want to talk about whatever. doesn't matter. Anything that relates to your son, your son in baseball, your son in life. We're all good. Let's talk about it. Also, head on over to Amazon.com where you can get the 567Dad Baseball Edition is over there. Mandatory reading for if your son is going to touch a baseball field this year. So let's get into this topic. Um, how to ask for more playing time. Let me first talk to the coaches. Okay, so coaches, um, coaches will complain about this issue a lot. And they'll say, like, you know, parents are out of touch and parents don't understand and parents uh, don't get it. And I, 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 and yes, there is some truth to that, absolutely. But coaches, here's the, here's the problem. And, and some of this is kind of self-induced by coaches is that we create this environment where parents can't, there's not an open, you know, exchange and dialogue between coaches. Um, so what I would suggest to coaches really quick before we get into this is, number one, set the expectations for the entire team. Set the expectations of what playing time is going to look like. Have a discussion which, with each player um, about what his playing time is going to look like if he's going to play on your team. Now, here's the thing is that a lot of coaches don't like to have this conversation because there's going to be some bad news delivered, right? You might say to a kid, hey, you know what? You're not going to play a lot. And then the risk of having an open and honest communication with a, with a kid is that kid saying, well, if I'm not going to play a lot, I don't want to play. That's another discussion for another podcast between parents and kids, I get it. But that's why coaches don't have these open and honest discussions and don't give kids um, you know, uh, what to expect because they're afraid that they'll be left with the nine kids who are going to play. Um, and that's a risk. But quite honestly, um, I, I think it's important for coaches to have an open and honest dialogue. Number two is coaches. If you don't want crazy parents approaching you, and you know, gossiping about you behind the backstop or writing things about you on social media, um, educate parents on the best way to communicate with you. 
And so a couple of episodes back, we, we talked about an eight and nine year old contract where parents cannot discuss playing time or team decisions with the team coach. Well, that's a way to make sure that there's back channel gossipy stuff going on in the background. So um, that's that's ridiculous, right? Your 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 eight nine year old kid, or even if it's a 15, 16 year old kid, you are in charge of that child for that period of time. That parent is entrusting you. There has to be an open and honest dialogue and discussion um, that you can have. So it, you know, there's ways to do it. Great, right? If you want to say, hey, the best way to do this is over email or to set up a private conversation that we can talk. And again, it all starts with if you set up the clear expectations and the players know what to expect and they know their role, and then you hold to that. Um, like I say that there's gonna be no problems, no, but you will drastically reduce the problems and you'll, and, or you'll at least be able to handle the problems in a way that you and the parent agree upon before the season that says, Hey, we're not going to do this on the field. We're not going to do it in front of the kids. Um, we're going to talk about it, you know, email me, we'll set up a call. We'll have a grown up conversation about it and deal with it and <laughs> deal with the problems of this kid's game like adults. So that's for the coaches. Let me get that out of the way first. So parents. Um, this is emotionally charged, right? We love our children. We think they're the greatest. Um, we think that everything they do is awesome. I get it. Uh, we love them unconditionally. Um, we see them as probably better than they are. Um, we see them as the people that they are becoming. We see that they're potential. We were with them all the time. And we don't. We and what we don't do is judge them objectively. We judge them subjectively because everything we judge our children through, we're running it through that prism of we love our children. Like we made this, right? We made this. This is ours. <laughs> you know, we made this kid, and um, and he's a reflection of you. So it's charged, right? So parents, if you get to this issue where, um, you know, you feel like your son deserves more playing time, here here's step one. Um, you should have good relationships with the children. I mean, with the parents of the other children on your son's team. So you have a good relationship with the parents of other children on your son's team. And, and I'm hoping that you do have a few people that you can, you can count on for some honest opinion. And I would ask for some objective information before you um, approach the coach. I'm going to tell you how to approach the coach in a minute. But before you do that, get some objective information. Because remember, you're going with subjective, you're running through that prism, he's the most perfect thing. Talk to some people and ask for their honest opinion. And, and here's how you would approach it. Here's, a, here's how I would use the dialogue. If I was sitting next to another guy, I would say, hey, you know, Tony, can I count on you for the truth if I asked you an honest question? Most people will say, yeah, if you approach it like that. And then you say, well, I think, you know, Joey should get more playing time. Can you just tell me, like, honestly, just, just totally honestly, you know, just give it to me straight. What do you think? And then listen to what he says. And, and, then, and then don't just don't take one person's opinion. I would at least have two, possibly three people. And one, your wife is not one of them. Okay? Get three people that are going to give you a really honest opinion. And if you're going to ask for honest feedback, you got to be a man about it. Right? You got to be able to say, thank you. And I take that not as a negative criticism, but constructive criticism that we're going to use to help him better, help him get better. Okay. So you got to be able to, if you're going to ask for honest advice, you got to be ready to, got to be ready to hear it. Now, let's say you pass that test and they say, yeah, I think Joey is pretty good. I think he should get a chance. And maybe, maybe there is something that, um, something there to it. So let me walk you through. And by the way, if you go to baseball dad show, we'll put the link up here. Baseball Dad Show, you can download these. Um, download step-by-step. Step. There'll be a link there where you can go, baseballdadshow.com, and you can download these so you can just cut and paste them if you want to cut and paste them. Okay, so 
Here's how the email goes. I would always email the coach and pick your slots. Don't email him um, from the parking lot of the game you just finished because you think your son deserve, your son didn't play and deserved to play. So let's say this game ends on a Saturday or a Sunday. I would wait for a Tuesday. Tuesday is a great day to email someone if you want to get their attention because Monday is like Monday, right? Everybody's doing a, a million things. Like I'm filming this on a Monday and I'm going to tell you that like my day, if I looked here in my computer, you don't even want to know what I got going on here today. Like if somebody wanted my attention, um, they're, they're not getting it. They're not getting it probably until Tuesday or Wednesday. Same thing's going for your coach, right? He just coached a weekend of baseball. Um, he's dealing with his family. He gets into work. He's got to get work together. Email him Tuesday. Okay, I would even say the best time would be like a Tuesday afternoon, like trying and, try and send him an email that gets to him like one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. He's into his week. He's cleared out his email from the weekend. He's caught up at work. He's into the week. And he's probably taking a little bit of breather and he's in a level headed state of mind. So here is email number one. And I'm just going to use names, fictional names here like Dear Jim, Dear Coach Jim, I need some help. Could I ask for your honest advice on something? Sincerely, John Smith. Now, a mistake that dads make is they head right on into the issue. And, and I'm assuming, let me back up. I'm assuming that never confront the coach on the field, uh, at practice, before a game, after a game. Do not put the coach on the spot. If you put the coach on the spot, that coach is going to use you as an example. And on cue, outside of our building, they're mowing the lawn. So hopefully we're good. Um, but that coach is going to use you as an example. If you approach him before a game, during a game, or after a game, or at practice, you are, at, you are giving that coach what he needs to send a message to the other parents. That you don't approach me. I'm going I'm to make an example out of your kid, and your kid's not going to play. Now, whether, that, whether that's what it, Look, I'm telling you that if I were coaching a team, and a parent came up to me and was like talking about playing time, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Because I, I can't lose control of my team. And then if I listen to you, if, if you do approach me during a practice, and then I do play your kid, now I've just set a rule that all I'm going to be doing is parents are going to be come up to me during practice or games and ask me for playing time. I'm going to shut that down. Don't do that. So ask the coach. So this email number one, Dear Coach Jim, I need some help. Could I ask your advice on something? Sincerely, John Smith. Don't write out a nine-paragraph email about how your son should play. All that's going to do is undermine the coach. He's going to get defensive about it. He's going to take it the wrong way. He's going to translate whatever you say into he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's not going to lead to a good place. So you want it to be like a dialogue, right? Imagine if you came up to someone in Starbucks. How would you talk to them? Would you talk to them like, Hey, Coach Jim, I really need your help. Can I guess for your honest opinion? I think my son should be pitching this week. I think all the other pitchers aren't as good as him. And I think he is you know, probably like your most uh, undervalued resource on the team. And I think he should be playing in the game. Like just the other day, Saturday, when Jimmy was in the game, uh, he walked four batters. And here my son is sitting on the sidelines and he's not pitching. And all he's ever done is throw strikes for you, but he doesn't throw as hard as that kid. You would think this person's an insane person. But when you, when you knock out a nine-paragraph email... That's how it comes off to the coach. You come off like an insane person. And they're just going to label you, uh, crazy baseball dad thinks his kid's the next Derek Jeter. So wait for a response from your coach. It, it, when you ask someone, I need some help, could I ask your advice on something? That is a question that like, if you don't answer, like you're going straight to hell. You know, like if you don't say, sure, what can I help you with? Right? Like you're, you're just going right to the pits of hell. And so 
the coach's reply will probably be like something like this. Like, sure, what can I help you with? Or what's up? Your response is this. Again, dialogue, back and forth. Not monologue, dialogue. Thanks, coach. Your response is, thanks, coach. Please be 100% frank and honest. Here's where I could use some honest advice and guidance from you. I said honest again. I want to I want to reiterate honest. I put it in there twice on purpose. I know the grammar, you know, police will hate that, but I put it in there on purpose because I want the coach to be in an honest frame of mind. Joey has expressed interest in pitching more for the team. I'd like to help him improve his pitching. My question for you is, what do you feel are the areas he needs to improve upon to earn an opportunity to pitch more innings? Please don't hold back. We know that for him to improve, he needs honest criticism and feedback. Please let me know your thoughts. Thanks for your time, Coach. Sincerely, John Smith. Now, let me break this down for you. Here's where I could, please be frank and honest, and here's where I could use your honest advice, right? So we're, we're, giving, we're opening the door for him to tell it like it is. We're going to talk about whether we agree with it or disagree with it a little bit later on. Joey has expressed an interest in pitching more for the team. Not Joey should be pitching more or why isn't Joey pitching more or I think Joey should be pitching more or Joey's better than the four other kids you pitched yesterday. Joey has expressed an interest in pitching more for the team. I'd like to help him improve his pitching. So now you're taking some responsibility for it. Not you need to work with him more or you don't work with him in practice or how's he supposed to get better? You don't teach him anything. I'd like to help him. So my question for you is, what do you feel are the areas that need to improve upon to earn an opportunity to pitch more innings? So now here's the thing. You're opening the door for the coach to tell you honest feedback. So if you want to get your son more playing time, you need to know what the coach is thinking. Not just what you're thinking. We know what you're thinking. You're looking through the subjective prism of your son is awesome. Now, let, let the coach turn over some cards. Let, you know, get, see what's going on in his mind. That's how we work things out in a civilized society. Um, and then the next part is we want him to earn an opportunity to pitch more innings. Not to be given to him, not demanded, or not insisted upon, to earn an opportunity to pitch more innings. What coach in his right mind is not going to tell a pitcher that wants to earn an opportunity to pitch more innings what he would have to do to do that? So please don't hold back. We, and again, we know, that, we know that for him to improve, he needs honest criticism and feedback. Please let me know your thoughts. Thanks for your time, coach. Thanks for your time. This is over and above. This is extra, right? This is a great communication. This is honest, straightforward, frank. I'm just trying to figure this out for my kid. Here's what my kid wants. I'm trying to do the best. I want to take responsibility for helping him. I want to know exactly what he needs to improve upon so we can work on that. And I want him to earn it. These are all good things. No coach is going to get defensive on this. Now, the coach's response to email too, whatever he responds, right? If he says he needs to work on this, 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 and this, whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter what he says. Your response to that is, coach, thank you for your honesty. It's much appreciated. And it feels good to know that you'll give Joey honest feedback. This is also an educational opportunity for your son. We'll talk about that in a second. We will certainly get to work on those issues. If you think of additional things for him to work on, please don't hesitate to let us know. Thanks, Coach. Sincerely, John Smith. Now, this may go over the course of like Tuesday and Wednesday, right? And you might be looking like, I didn't get my son more playing time. What? How does that work? Because No, no, no. What you didn't do is you didn't get the playing time based on your timeline for it. So the coach holds the keys. No matter whether you like it or not, right? The coach holds the keys. So now we found out what Joey needs to improve upon. 
We've thanked the coach for his honest feedback, and we still haven't we haven't said the coach is wrong. We haven't said he's your son's better than the other kids. We haven't said that your kid deserves more playing time. You haven't insisted upon it. You haven't demanded. You've just had an open, honest dialogue, and we and we and we frame this whole dialogue around honest advice about what your son needs to improve upon so that he can earn more playing time. This is a completely different frame for a conversation than my kid is the best. Now you're going to wait a few weeks. And you're actually going to go to work on some of the things that the coach wants you to improve upon. Now, this is where it gets mushy and messy. Maybe the coach is just giving you like, maybe the coach doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. Like, and, or maybe the advice he gives is just, is just like silly. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's just dumb, right? But here's the thing. And this is like, I, you know, sometimes we have to understand this, especially me, um, that we don't live in this like Cinderella world where everything is, you know, Everything turns out the way it should, right? Whether the coach is right, wrong, or indifferent, he's in charge. And sometimes you just got to play politics on the team that you're on. I mean, the way to get to, to, to playing time, I mean, the way to get on the field is for the coach to put you in the game. And the coach is in control. And whether he's right, wrong, or indifferent, whether he's smart or dumb or tough or weak, he's in charge. And sometimes you got to teach your kid to play politics like we all sometimes have to do, right? With our jobs and stuff like that. It, it, it's just part of the part of of going through life, right? So wait, work on those things that he told you to. Give it two or three weeks. Don't say anything to the coach during this period of time. Do not. Do not. No communications. Not Joey's working on it. Just give you an update. No, 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 no. Nothing. Give it two or three weeks minimum, right? And then you would say, coach, next email, coach, based on your advice, Joey has worked on XYZ and we feel he's made some improvement. We know the team has to compete, and we would never ask to risk innings in a competitive game. If there's a game where maybe we're up by a lot or down by a lot, would you consider giving Joey a chance to show you what he's been working on? I'll step out of this and let you and Joey discuss. Thanks for your consideration, Coach. Sincerely, John Smith. Now, let's break this down. Based on your advice, based on what you told us, we worked on it, and we feel like we've made some improvement. That the coach told you to work on it, and you did work on it. We know the team has to compete, and we would never ask to risk innings in a competitive game. Now you've just let all the air out of it. Like you've taken all the pressure out of the coach, right? He doesn't have to start you in the next tournament game. He doesn't have to bring you in in the, in the tournament finals. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have to do any of that, right? You just, you've taken the pressure off of him to have to act on this. If there's a game where maybe we're all up by a lot or down by a lot, would you consider giving Joey the chance to show you what he's working on? Not... Put Joey in the game if we're up or down. Not Joey deserves a chance, especially. No, would you consider it? Would you consider it? Because that's all we want him to do. We want him to start to consider the option that maybe this kid can pitch more. I'll step out of this and I'll let you and Joey discuss. You're done. Dad, you are done. You have asked the coach for honest feedback. You have worked with your son. You have given the coach a very reasonable request to let your son earn a, uh, an opportunity to pitch more for the team. That's it. You're out. Thanks for your consideration, coach. Sincerely, John Smith. Now, now you have to wait. Now you have to wait. And I know it's emotional. It's charged. But now you got to wait. You got to wait. Don't force the issue. This is your son's career, not yours. Don't force the issue. Let things happen, right? Uh, you know, I, there's a great quote that I love um, that it, it, it makes so much sense. And once you hear it, you kind of can never think of things differently again. But you can't have a baby in a month by making nine women pregnant. 
And you can't force issues like this. You can't, when you try and force things, they don't have enough time to develop. Give them time to develop. Now, your next step after sending this email, it doesn't matter whatever the coach says. The coach says, most likely the coach is like, yeah, if that situation comes along, I'll certainly consider it. Thank you, coach. Done. Now, what's your job after this? Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Walk away. Keep your word. And when you said, I will step out of this and let you and Joey handle it, you, you step out of it. And you keep your word. If you break your word, shame on you. Then the coach deserves, the coach has a right to do whatever and not let, not put your son in the game. Not consider pitching your, your kid more. Don't break your word to the coach. Now, the coolest part about this is this has all happened behind the scenes. Right? So, as far as when you show up at the game, you're just stoic dad. You know, you're just regular dad. You don't talk to the coach about your emails. You don't say, check your email, sent you something. No, no, no. You don't, you don't do any of that. You just you you and the coach, as far as the visibility of the other parents and the team, everything's going going great, and you're just you are you are towing the party line for the team. Now, when you do this, here's what will happen: that coach is going to respect you because you know how to handle yourself, because you know how to make a, a reasonable request, you know how to ask for honest feedback. You let him be the man. Let, well, let's face it. Let's face it. Let's just be honest. Coaches, huge egos on coaches. I don't care if you're coaching a six U team. If you're putting this much time into something, like you got an ego about it. If I'm when I was coaching, I had an ego about it. Our business, I got an ego about it. We all got an ego about it. Let's stop pretending, right? The coach wants to be the man. When he steps on the field, he wants to have the control. He wants to have the power. He wants to be the guru. He wants to be like the Joe Torre and Tony Larusa, you know, pulling the strings. He wants to be smart. He wants to be the man. Keep him, respect him. Let him be the man. Let him be the man. Even if he's one of your contemporaries, like your buddies. Even if he's one of your buddies, especially when he's one of your buddies, respect his role as the head coach of the team. And I'm going to tell you, you will get so much more because of that, because I guarantee you're the only person that's going to talk to this coach this way, that's going to make reasonable requests, that's going to present yourself in a way. He's going to trust you. He's going to respect you. And then when he looks at your son and it's his opportunity to consider your son for more pitching or more innings, he is going to know, you know what? I can give that kid honest advice. I can coach that kid. That kid understands his role on the team. His father gets it. His father respects me. His father knows how to discuss things. His father is a dude. I, I, I'm good with that guy. That's going to transfer over to your son. And your son will get more because of it. Here's the other thing. Your son is going to watch how you handle these issues. Where the father goes, the family flows. Your son will watch how you handle this emotionally charged issue. You want to teach your son about conflict resolution. You want to teach your son about how to approach things in a positive way. You want to teach your son about how to communicate like a grown man, like an adult, and not like an emotionally freaked out little kid. Show him the way. Show him the way. So, emotionally charged. Go to Baseball Dad Show. Dot com. You can, uh, you can, there's a download. You, there's a link on that page. You can click these. You can cut and paste these emails. Ch don't forget to change the names. Okay. <laughs> don't forget to change the names. Um, and so go to baseball dash show. There'll be a link on that page where you can download these cut and paste 
emails and um also too head on over to amazon where you can get the 567 dad book baseball edition is up there and go to 567 dad if you want to set up a time for us to talk especially when it comes to these emotionally charged issues i, I would say one of the gifts that god has given me is the ability to kind of talk a dad off the ledge a little bit too you know when he's so freaked out and emotional about what's going on with his son and, and to really bring it back home where it needs to be so um go to 567 dad and and you can set up a time for us to talk so as always guys we will see you next week thank you so 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 much for listening uh i am so grateful for all of you and um it's uh awesome 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 thank you guys and i'll see you guys next week Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.